Welcome to Franchise Voice, the International Franchise Association podcast with your hosts, Bill Meyerling and Jack Monson. On today's inaugural podcast, we're sitting down with the IFA president and CEO, Matt Haller, to introduce the podcast, talk about how the franchising community is developing opportunity in communities around the world, and how learning and content partnerships across the franchising sector will deliver value to the people and brands engaged in franchising. So let's get right to it. Hi, Matt. Hey, Bill. Hey, Jack. Good to be with hey. you both. So Matt, podcasting is all the rage right now. Everywhere I turn, there's a new podcast. Why now? And why should the franchise family pay attention? You know, as you know, Bill and Jack, we're the only association representing franchising worldwide. And I think as we've learned over the last two years, it makes sense to be everywhere uh, in order to meet people, you know, really where they are, whether it's on their commute, on the airplane, you know, visiting a franchise location, you know, drinking their morning coffee, whatever it may be. And, you know, this is an omnichannel approach to getting our message out you know, on multiple platforms. And, you know, I think podcasting, it's something that's almost become ubiquitous across the organizations that are, you know, conveners and content producers like the IFA, you know, is, but needs to be more, um, more present, I think, and more in front of our members in order to remain relevant as we move forward uh, in, in, in the post-pandemic uh, reality that we, we are heading into. So um, we have great reach uh, with, so many brands, so many suppliers, so many franchisees. And, you know, this is a place that I think we need to be. And, you know, it's a way to inform, it's a way to update and, you know, in many ways, like motivate, engage, unpack, you know, issues that, I mean, guys, raise your hand if you're not um, getting too many emails already. Uh, <laughs> so like, if, if we can talk about some stuff and unpack it in a way that, you know, makes sense, then real conversation, you know, that's, that's not, I'm not, just, I'm not the only person that's going to be on this podcast. You know, we're going to have, you know, IFA staffers thinking about, you know, different issues that they're, they're handling. Uh, you know, I think member companies, you know, thought leadership. So there's going to be a range of, of why, uh, but here we are, let's do this. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Why, what content will franchise voice cover? I think a couple buckets, maybe three, um, you know, why are our members, you know, giving us resources? You know, our mission statement is protect, promote, and enhance franchising. So I like to try to bucket things as many times into threes as we can. So when we think about protecting franchising, what does that mean? It's legislation, regulation that impacts franchise businesses. Um, you know, it's a blow-by-blow blow sport. You know, you need to know what's going on in California and whether you're in California or not, because what's happening in California today is going to impact you in in some other area of the country or nationally, you know, going forward. Uh, you need to know how a political employee who might be, you know, an obscure academic is, you know, ultimately going to be the most dangerous person for franchising if he gets into, uh, into, into the labor department. And like those things are a little bit difficult to sort of unpack, you know, in an email where people, you know, his eyes make glaze over. But if we can, you know, get them to wake up a little bit, um, and, and think about engaging um, or, or just reaching out to ask us for more information. I think that's, that's one area. So like the GR advocacy piece, I think we'll cover, you know, trends and business opportunities, you know, stuff like that, that we see, you know, that's going on some that, you know, is for the positive, but like, let's also not, you know, shy away from things that might be a little bit controversial or, you know, I call it like maybe the dirty underbelly of franchising. 
Um, you know, we're, we're not just here to be, uh, as some think that we might be a, you know, franchising is perfect and we don't have issues. So like, let's, let's use this forum to unpack some of the stuff that we need to be addressing, you know, as a collective, you know, business model association that's trying to move things forward for the betterment of franchising. Uh, and I think, you know, we want to do that on, on, on issues and business trends, but like with an eye towards what are we going to do about it? Because that's, that's the conversation that, you know, is happening around the IFA board of directors table. You know, that's the conversation that's happening internally with the 35 or so association staff that work for the IFA. And, um, you know, lastly, I think, you know, we'll cover the people of franchising. You know, this isn't like, you know, who got promoted from here to there. It's more, how do we tell our stories? Um, and then, you know, maybe we repackage some of that content for use in our public affairs work. Uh, we've launched this open for opportunity campaign that uh, is all about promoting the value of franchising through four storytelling pillars around uh, diversity, around the workforce, around veterans and around community. And I think we want to have some guests that can talk about their experience in franchising and, you know, highlight them you know, through, again, back to the why, our omnichannel approach to getting our message out. Thanks for that, Matt. And uh, if everyone likes what they hear and they want to hear some more, don't forget to click subscribe in your favorite streaming app, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and many more. My name is Damon Dunn, and I own Dunkin' Donut stores across five states and six major cities. I grew up really poor the community in which I grew up in, no one owned businesses. There were no relationships and access to capital partners. I've always wanted to go back into lower income communities and say, you can own a business. I founded the Long Beach College Prep Academy that looks for students who are in low income communities that have high academic potential. There's old saying that people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And that is so critical in being able to impact a life. My name is Damon Dunn. I'm a franchise owner and I'm open for opportunity. Welcome back to Franchise Voice with Bill Meyerling and Jack Munson. We're in studio today with IFA president and CEO, Matt Haller. So Matt, let's look forward. Um, after we talk a little bit about 2021, according to Franchise Business Review, the franchisor approval rating was at an all-time high of 88% of franchisees approving of their franchisors. So lots of things have happened over the past couple of years that, that may uh, have pushed that number up. Franchisors helping during the pandemic, that sort of thing. But let's talk about the power of franchising and why is it so strong right now? I think that the pandemic was the greatest validator for the purpose behind the creation of the franchise model or the, the genius of the franchise model, you know, itself. When I think about like, you know, our forefathers, so to speak in, in franchising and creating this business format and, and what it can do to deliver value, you know, when done right at all legs of the, of the franchise stool. <clears throat> and, and so I think that's, that's why you're seeing this, you know, extremely high, percentage of franchisee satisfaction right now, you know, obviously it's driven significantly by profitability and, you know, people are in franchising, yes, to make money. Um, it's capitalism, you know, at its finest in a very unique way of delivering that, um, that outcome. 
And, and, and I think one of the things that, you know, the successful franchisors and franchisees did together is, you know, they talk and they communicate and they get together and they figure out, all right, you know, here's the latest thing that, you know, maybe we didn't have a, a scenario planning session for, you know, before the pandemic or like shutting down the economy and like forcing us to operate in, in, a, in a way where we couldn't, you know, be together. We couldn't even open locations for a period of time. Uh, but like, you know, what they had created, they had created a forum for dialogue and, you know, a structure to deliver, you know, a change in operations or marketing or, you know, technology or, or whatever it may have been that needed to ultimately be changed in that franchise system, the delivery mechanism was there and the conversation mechanism existed. So that I think it, it speaks to the power of franchising. It's a big commitment as the parent company. We're literally being like a parent um, with a lot of commitment and a lot of responsibility. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that you know we've been trying to do uh, at the IFA is is also think about what we can be for. Um, so, so when you talk about commitment, um, let me take a step back to even pre-COVID and talk about a conversation that took place. So, Catherine, the other Monson um, in franchising, who's our, our chair of our board of directors at present. Uh, she was, uh, she, we, we have a meeting, you know, every, every year called the Chairman's Conclave. And it's essentially a chairman's, uh, it's a strategic planning meeting, right? You know, every brand is having, you know, one of these on a, on a you know, semi-regular basis. You know, we have them with, you know, senior staff and associate and volunteer leadership. And, you know, most of the discussion, this was, you know, early in 2020, uh, before the, the pandemic, and we were talking about what are some things that we can actually start to, you know, really lean into and, and before and, and, and what that would mean. So, you know, what, what it led to was, you know, we got to look internally at ourselves and, um, you know, what we actually believe. Uh, so we started you know, with a series of meetings um, through the convening of a task force of, you know, industry leaders, um, but, you know, inviting some of our, our chief critics, you know, whether they're, you know, people in the regulated, the regulator community, uh, you know, people in the, in the press, um, people on Capitol Hill, uh, you know, some of the, you know, franchisee groups that have sometimes criticized IFA for being, you know, a franchise or only organization. And, and we said, like, what are some things that, you know, we ultimately need to lean into to commit that we're for. And, uh, you know, we worked as a board uh, to develop what we, you know, informally called an industry commitment. Um, but what are some common themes that we all agree on? Um, we agree, you know, that we are committed to advancing prosperity. Um, we agree that we're, uh, committed to champion ch franchising as a, a thriving channel of commerce. Uh, and we commit that we're committed to promoting diversity uh, in, in franchising. And so I think, you know, those are things that we all agree with. And, you know, there's some tactics that, you know, we're going to get into, um, you know, probably not on this podcast, because that would be a, you know, a four hour podcast. But, you know, I think that's why, you know, I call you know, since I took over in, in June as the CEO, you know, a bit of a subtle pivot in our messaging as an organization, trying to lean more into being proactive, um, more of a positive message about, you know, 
really championing what we're good at, what we stand for, and not allowing, you know, sometimes critics to just define us. Um, but, you know, regardless of your business format um, or category that you're in, we're all in franchising as your business. And, you know, all of our businesses believe in those three things that, you know, we are committed to championing at the IFA prosperity, you know, a thriving channel of commerce and, and diversity. And, you know, whether you're a QSR chain or, you know, a service brand, um, you know, we all have this common set of beliefs and, you know, that's the story that IFA needs to tell. That's the convening that we need to do uh, around uh, the industry. And this podcast is just one, you know, forum to, to do that. Can we dig a little deep into some of those beliefs and, and maybe let's start with, uh, you mentioned advancing prosperity and entrepreneurship. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Okay. So when you think about prosperity and what franchising does there, you know, anyone from any walk of life can be successful in franchising. But I think that our belief is that that doesn't go far enough. So, you know, it only works when they're backed by the right system with the right support and the right capital. Right. And so I think this is, you know, not everybody in shouldn't get into franchising. You know, I say that every single time, like whether you're not, everybody should be a franchisor and not everybody should be a franchisee. Like we've got to be committed as an association and as an industry to, you know, thinking about not just growth, thinking about providing the right structure and support um, to allow, you know, entrepreneurship to, to thrive in franchising. Um, so that's, so that's like one of the, one of the pillars in, in the prosperity bucket that, you know, we need to, we need to be better at. And, you know, I think another area is we believe in dignity of work, right? You know, there's been a lot of criticism about, you know, franchising is a, a business model. You know, I'm quoting a critic of, of IFA and, and the model. I'm not saying this, but you know, that, that franchising, you know, is, uh, is, is a, you know, perpetuator of income inequality when, you know, the data and the anecdotes don't, um, you know, speak to that, um, you know, competitive wages and skills training, uh, you know, enhance franchising and our team members and promote growth opportunities for everyone in franchising from entry level to management all the way up to ownership. Um, and that's what we believe, like dignity at work. And, you know, we need to carry that message and tell that story. And every franchisor and every franchisee should be ensuring, you know, particularly in this era with such a, uh, you know, when we started putting this together, there was not, you know, the so-called great resignation, you know, taking place. You know, there was a labor shortage, but it, it was not at the degree which things are at, you know, today. Um, and this has been never more, been more important than ever for anybody fighting, you know, to keep employees retained. Uh, and, and it's not just about paying benefits, it's about feeling like you have a voice and you're creating that right culture um, in, in your company. Let's talk about another pillar that you mentioned uh, that surrounds diversity. So we think and believe that equitable franchising um, creates opportunities to navigate barriers to success and makes the franchise model or entrepreneurship more accessible to under-resourced communities. So, you know, words on a piece of paper, you know, are one thing, but, you know, real action is, I think, what is warranted um, in order to, to deliver, you know, this, 
you know, with an intentionality that, that we believe that is required to, to, to improve outcomes, right? So, you know, we already have a pretty good track record uh, in franchising in terms of, you know, minority ownership of franchise small businesses. But, you know, at the same time, uh, we don't think that's good enough, right? You know, there are, you know, additional uh, investments and commitments that I think a lot of brands and, uh, you know, even, you know, franchisors at, at the corporate level, as well as franchisees within their operations team, you know, are making to really, you know, wake up and look at ways to truly diversify, you know, the ownership ranks or their management ranks, uh, you know, to look a lot more like what this country looks like. And, and, and I think, you know, having a commitment like, you know, something that Yum has recently done with the University of Louisville and Howard University in developing a uh, franchise ownership accelerator program um, with scholarships focused on uh, historically black college and university that will ultimately manifest itself in, you know, changing the lives of people to go into corporate careers as a, at, a, at a franchise or level, probably not at Yum necessarily, probably, you know, at some smaller or medium sized system. And, that, and that's great. Or, you know, could become franchisees, whether that's in one of their um, portfolio companies or somewhere else. You know, that's one company doing one really powerful thing. It's a very large company, um, but I think it, it, it helps, you know, other companies and IFA as a convener of this and, and being focused on kind of setting the playbook for this, it, you know, can help other brands. We have 1,100 brands that are members of our association. 80% um, of them have, you know, fewer than 50 corporate employees. You know, they're very small businesses. Um, you know, they might say, where can we start? Well, you could start by having a conversation, come into the IFA and, you know, learning from what, you know, Yum or other large companies have done, meeting those people and thinking about how can we, you know, take that approach and apply it to, to our company. And that leads us directly into the final pillar, responsibility. Yeah, uh, this is probably the hardest one, right? Because it's, it's incumbent upon us as a sector to, you know, figure out the role that, you know, government and private business need to play in order to create the right, like, regulatory framework so that, you know, we can deliver what we want to deliver in terms of disclosure and information to create those outcomes that we know can be so powerful and successful when, when done right. So, um, you know, it's, it's incumbent upon, you know, brands to know what their responsibilities are, you know, within the franchise relationship. Uh, it's incumbent upon franchisees to know what their responsibilities are, uh, you know, to execute the playbook. Uh, and, and I think it's incumbent upon, uh, you know, government to, you know, do what they need to do to hold, uh, you know, those who don't, you know, follow the rules accountable. Um, and, and, you know, you go back to, the reason that the IFA was created, you know, back in the sixties was, you know, you had some bad actors out there and, you know, they were giving some of the, you know, really, you know, early, early startup, you know, brands like Dunkin' Donuts and, and others um, a bad name as franchising was just a fledging business model at the time. And, you know, they created the IFA and the IFA worked in partnership with the federal government and the, the FTC to create the FTC franchise role and the disclosure regime that is, you know, the foundation of the whole, you know, franchise concept and, you know, the sales and disclosure aspect is something that, that we very much um, support. 
Um, and then the franchise agreement, you know, ultimately stems from that. But that responsibility bucket, you know, we believe that it's, you know, incumbent upon, you know, the sector to create that thriving channel of commerce um, to hold ourselves accountable um, to each other. So I don't think we need more government in order to do that. But uh, that's that's a bit of a, a perspective on the responsibility bucket. You know, Matt, this belief structure equates to a really powerful uh, commitment. Um, but equally powerful, I think, is the acknowledgement that there's work to be done. Uh, and in a constantly evolving business model, as a franchise community, we're always striving to be better, better to the people, uh, and better to the people we serve. And we'll be right back on Franchise Voice with Matt Haller in 30 seconds after a word from our sponsors. The International Franchise Association's annual convention is on, live, and in person in San Diego, February 26th through March 1st. Keynote speakers include Shaquille O'Neal. We are one community open for business across the country and around the world. Register today at franchise.org slash convention. Welcome back to Franchise Voice with your hosts, Bill Meyerling and Jack Monson. In our last segment today, we wanted to go to the source on a recent International Franchise Association and Franchise Update Media Partnership announcement. Matt, there's been a lot of talk about this big announcement, uh, but for those that haven't heard about it yet, uh, what's it all about? So, you know, broadly speaking, you know, we have had a longstanding partnership with Franchise Update Media Group, uh, which puts on, you know, some world-class events for you know, multi-unit franchisees around leadership and development and, you know, marketing and technology. Of course, IFA has, you know, and continues to, you know, put on, you know, large events like our convention that's coming up or, you know, legal symposium and our Washington DC fly-in. But we've also had, you know, a number of smaller medium-sized events over the years. And I think one thing that we've heard from our members over uh, the pandemic is, you know, there's a limited amount of, you know, travel um, and entertainment and sponsorship dollars that are out there um, in the supplier community. And there's a limited amount of, you know, time in everybody's weeks to, you know, convene. And, you know, I think one of the trends uh, with trade associations um, and my peers that are in my job in other industries is, you know, looking at those in the for-profit space or the media space where, you know, they're doing really good and are committed to that sector and identifying, you know, opportunities for partnerships uh, and, you know, joint ventures. And that is ultimately, you know, something as we looked around the franchising landscape, uh, finding a partner that we wanted to work closely with, like uh, Franchise Update Media, was, you know, really appealing. So we started these conversations, you know, about a year ago. And, you know, we did something, you know, reasonably small with some consolidation around an event in October uh, with their leadership and development event. And, you know, that really led to, you know, what could we do over, over the long term and, and show, you know, each other's commitment to one another, but really in service of member value and industry value. And so thinking about, you know, not where we are today, but where the industry is going, you know, kind of consolidating, you know, things like operations, technology, and marketing into an event that's focused, you know, holistically on the customer experience is you know what will manifest itself in a new event that IFA and Franchise Update Media will jointly um, collaborate on and uh, grow uh, starting next June. Uh, excuse me, this June uh, in, in Atlanta, 
And then similarly, we will jointly collaborate on the development of uh, the Leadership and Development Conference that uh, has existed in October uh, in, um, in, with Franchise Update uh, starting uh, this year as well. So it's, it's really about, um, you know, one plus one equals 11. I'm a big believer in, in that type of a strategy. And for our members, you know, you'll have increased access at a reduced rate to, you know, world-class content training and certification programs. There'll be a big opportunity for us to, you know, use these events in a more uh, formal way for uh, the, the expansion of the CFE, Certified Franchise Executive Program. Uh, you know, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the last segment. How do we improve, uh, you know, training and education of people in the sales process, operations process, et cetera, who are doing franchising, you know, at the highest, uh, with the highest degree of excellence and the highest caliber that know the rules of the road. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's an exciting uh, trend and it's not, not the only one of these that I think that you will see the IFA enter into in, you know, the coming years. So, you know, we're excited about it and, um, you know, looking forward to working together with uh, Gary and Therese and Diane and their whole team and, you know, the IFA and our membership to pull these events together. Specifically related to the Franchise Customer Experience Conference, uh, upon the announcement of this 10-year partnership, uh, one brand executive shared some really interesting thoughts with me, and, and this is a direct quote. Uh, I was told that uh, they think that it's a great idea to talk to marketers, operations, and IT through the lens of the customer journey uh, with the ultimate goal of consumer engagement and revenue generation. Well, I think that's right. I mean, you know, any high functioning team can't operate in a silo. And, you know, these are increasingly, um, you know, overlapping areas of responsibility in a high functioning franchise organization. So, you know, rather than having, uh, you know, five different events where, uh, you know, different people are um, coming. We'll still have some tracks and things like that within a bigger event, but, you know, there's so much um, that needs to take place from a relationship building uh, that that's part of our broad-based strategy to deliver, you know, this type of an event experience uh, with, with our partners. I've spoken to quite a few franchisors over the past two weeks, Matt, and, uh, and lots of other suppliers. And uh, this consolidation and strategic move with Franchise Update is being very well received. I think everyone appreciates that um, while many of these brands have had a great year and a business is booming and, and they're growing and they're doing well financially, the one thing that we cannot create is more time. Right. So uh, I, I wish we could get 54 weeks a year and go to a couple of more conferences, but I just don't think that's uh, that's going to be on the plan for 2022. So um, and the other thing that um, that I think we've all worried about with all of these conferences is you could make a full time job out of going to conferences. And while you're doing that, you're not 100 percent focused on running your business. So I think some consolidation here. And as you mentioned, not just marketing people going to one conference and ops people going to another conference and IT people going to a third conference, having those people go to, um, to engage and network and, and take in new content together as a team. I think there's a lot of value there. So um, I, I, like I said, I think it's being very well received 
and um, I, I can't wait to get to the first one in June. Yeah, thanks, Jack. We are we are thrilled about it, and you know I think that we're just trying to maximize value for you know our members. Obviously, it can help us. I think grow our membership as well um, through a more direct relationship with uh, Franchise Update Media and their team. And uh, again, like I said, using this as a platform to also uh, create content for the more formal education for folks that want to, you know, obtain their CFE. There's a lot of activity happening at IFA in that area. Bill, I think we'll probably end up with a future pod or two uh, to fully unpack all the activity in the education space uh, at the association and more broadly in, 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 in the franchise world. But um, there's a lot of excitement at IFA. You know, I'm not a guy that's going to sit back and just do things the same way they've always done. And, you know, thrilled to add people like Bill and Jennifer Brandine, who is a key, key um, driver of making this partnership with Franchise Update Media happen uh, and bringing a, a real, you know, business um, growth strategy to the association with an eye towards, you know, not just revenue, but, you know, really, you can deliver more member value, the revenue will come. Thanks for that, Matt. Um, sounds like you've got some ambitious plans and uh, lots of things coming our way in 2022. And uh, it looks like it's all working so far. And um, we appreciate all the work that, that your team is doing. So thanks for joining us today, Matt. And we look forward to chatting with you at the uh, 2022 convention coming up. Uh, yes, we expect our, 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 you know, possibly our biggest event ever. Um, you know, numbers in terms of registration are already, you know, outpacing where they were at at our last convention in San Diego. So I think we're pushing up on the 3,000 number today. We had about 4,100 in, in Orlando right before the pandemic shut everybody's doors. I think the energy is palpable at the other industry events that I've been to uh, in the fall and early part of the winter. So if you haven't signed up, uh, there's a tremendous amount of content and information, great keynote speakers like Shaquille O'Neal, Paul Brown, Venus Flygirl, who are going to just bring energy and attention to some of these topics that we've covered here today around, you know, what we're doing with diversity, what we're doing in the workforce, how we're solving some of these labor challenges. Uh, and then, of course, the networking and uh, just the, the, the ability to be in San Diego in 72 degrees, sunshine make all the anchorman jokes that we can make uh so really really looking forward to all those things you heard it here first folks for up-to-the-minute coverage of the people trends and regulation impacting franchising franchise voice has your ticket don't forget to subscribe in your favorite streaming app this is bill meyerling and i'm jack munson tune in next time for the next edition of franchise voice 